Maximum News, Starfields. Oh my god. Uh, so, so I remember back in 2021 when they showed us that Starfield trailer and it said on the the spaceship panel, 11-11-22, and then when Todd yeah. Howard was asked about it afterward, he's like, yeah, no, that's that seems like a pretty firm release date to me. Well, yeah, now they're... It's written in ink. It's written in ink, my friend, in ink. Yes. Well, in like digital Which ink. It can't be erased. It can't, it's, it's, it's on... Well, it turns out that... It's a lie. It's just like the cake, and it's releasing 10 months later than intended. Side, obviously... Uh, well, actually, you know what? Just we'll get into the discussion for a second in case somehow you guys are not in the loop. Side, why don't you tell them what happened this last week? So, yeah, so we got the big uh, reveal. Uh, the release date for Starfield is in September, on September 6th. And if you're reading that as an American American calendar, yes, that reads 69. So I I think there's some kind of like shenanigans going on there between, um, you know, between Nexus mods. They they finally infected, uh, you know, the Bethesda studio. I I, I that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm that's my story. I'm sticking with it. It's but signaling yeah, so, to the NSFW modders on Nexus mods. Yes. Yep. They're, they're like, go go nuts, you know, and, and so... No pun so intended. Yeah. Please continue. So, yeah, it's it's um, it was a trailer. We were expecting an announcement for a showcase, not that, that the, then at the showcase they would do the release time. And I personally think that that's probably what they should have stuck with, unless they were so worried about people thinking that uh, when the when the game did pop out at the showcase, like why is it not, you know, why is it, why is it not, you know, X number of like days away, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like why isn't it like next week or something like that? Um, yeah. So, it, and again, that's fine. That's that's something that happens. It's it's a it's a delay, right? And and. But okay, like yeah. normally, uh, you know, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with the delay because they pro- Microsoft promised, not Bethesda, but Microsoft promised that the delay wouldn't be more than six months. Yeah. It wouldn't or uh, wouldn't be more than six months into 2023, and now it was past it. They've almost, almost was a year, full year behind. Mm-hmm. So, um, what the hell's going on? Well, I think that they just ran into more bugs than they. They either ran into more bugs or they decided to crush more bugs. If the game comes out and it's as buggy as as Fallout Four or Skyrim, or Skyrim or any game by them was on release, I I am I am going to have some serious issues. But the bugs, like for a long time, Skyrim bugs didn't bother people. You know, they they laughed it off, and it was that laughing it off that created a false sense of security. So that when you know when seventy six came out, everybody you know kind of lost their crap and and. Bethesda was like, but it's a it's a bug. It's a it's funny, and people were not happy. And you know maybe that's a change into the times, is a change into the gamers or or what have you. But but yeah, it's it's a ways away. I'm not happy with where it's at. I I would have preferred it in the fall, like late fall, than in the early you know super early fall or late summer. Yeah. Um, just for like, just for like timing wise, it's it's hard to like kind of 
it's going to be really hard for me to sink my teeth into it. Not as much as if they had released it in the middle of summer, though. So mm-hmm. there is that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of right yeah. there with you. Dude. Like, there's good things. There, there's a bunch of good ways of looking at this. For me, it just gives me more time to get to a whole bunch of other games that I got to do specifically for my channel. Uh, I, I barely have enough time as it is. And if Starfield were to come out earlier, it would have been a problem. You know, it would have been a lovely yeah. problem, but whatever. And also, what are gamers always saying? More time for the developers so that they can release games that are finished. Fine. Yeah. But I'm just, what, what is going on with this game behind the scenes that they were so sure that they were going to be able to release it in November of 2022, and then they're delaying it almost a full year? I, I hope it's, it's just the bugs, like you're saying. I, I really do think I really do think that it's the bugs. I, I really do think that they had some criticism come in saying that, you know, this isn't that, that's not this. There's there's, there's all these problems. If you release it here, you're gonna get buzzed by them. And I think I think that was the primary thing because like or or perhaps they wanted to brush up or like re there, there, there was some comment, and I, and I hope this is not the case. There was some comments about the flight system not, you know, not being that good. Huh. The flight system was originally shown off as very Mech Warrior like, and for those of you who don't know what Mech Warrior is, it's like you're flying these gigantic, or you're piloting these gigantic walking mechs that don't turn on a dime. They don't reload on a dime. They can. You know, if you alpha strike firing, meaning that you fire all your weapons, you basically like put yourself into a an overheat and you're powered down for like 30 seconds. But you're in a literal walking enormous building that fire that has like guns out of every inch and cranny of it. So it's it is one of those things where like you know, that's cool. I actually like that. It was all it's all it's so much more methodical, it's so much more you know, you Intense. go in, you know, you can take hits, but then, you know, you can finish somebody off in an alpha strike, even if it puts you into heat down, you know, that that's, that's fine. I don't like the way that the Mech Warrior Online mechanic is gone, which is where I would worry that they are wanting to put the ship combat in, in that it's just, it's whoever fires the button first. Hmm. And I, I, I I understand there's a lot of people who like twitch-based shooters and sniper rifles, and they think that, you know, um, whoever can fire the bullet first is a better player, but I, I like, chess is there for a reason, <laughs> and, and I personally prefer a long combat thing. People talk about bullet sponges, and I've always been of the opinion that, that I think bullet sponges are fine when the fights are interesting and dynamic. And a fight versus two slow moving or like sort of like um, the original kind of concept behind uh, like Star Trek flagship fighting. Yeah. Star Trek, Starship flagship fighting was like two battleships duking it out. That's not going to be a 15 second fight. That is going to be a 15 hour fight. Hmm. That is going to be your cycling certain weapons now so that you can finish them up. Now, obviously I don't want fights that last 15 hours, but I I'm just saying that's the difference, right? Like it's the, it's the going for the combat that is slow, the combat that is meaningful, the combat that has like, you know, choices and consequences that you can feel that you have time to feel versus like something that is, you know, um, 
maybe even like a little bit like the expanse where it's like everybody's got the rail gun and it's whoever fires the first rail gun is a winner <laughs> you know and because the rail guns moving at like you know quarter speed of light and boom just like gone and like you know and and if that's the case I don't, I don't, I I really don't like that. There is good strategy behind it. Obviously the expanse show is amazing. The combat is really cool, but it's not as, it's not as interesting. It is certainly nail biting and could certainly be nail biting, but it's not as interesting to me. So if that's what they've done and they've redesigned the whole ship combat, that's concerning to me because originally like, if you watch the newest footage that that came out on Monday, if you if you're watching the brand new footage, you will see the player character being very agile, very quick, um, fast firing, fairly twitchy, which makes sense because they're a person running around on a battlefield that's got got uh, jump jets. And the the original the initial jump jets that we saw in the first trailer, um, I would say this has evolved quite significantly. Because not only can you jump and move, now you can like sideways like thrust and stuff like that. And that opens up like a lot more faster paced like person combat. And and that makes sense. Whereas like I prefer like slower ship combat. And I know those are two completely different things, but I think this is this is where they fit. But I, I'm hoping that they're not they haven't retooled the ship combat. No, they I doesn't I don't but I, I would some, I would I, yeah. I, I and I don't think so because I think that there so all of the negative articles came from um people and journalists and companies that don't know a video game from a hole in the face and have no skill in any video game whatsoever um and they complained about it be looking like it was a little slow and and too methodical and they're like we want to we want to like you know just you want to blast and explode things and it's like thanks i would really rather not have us you know have the the video game, you know, be something that EA would have put out. You know, I, I prefer something that's got, you know, a little bit more flavor to it. Um, so that's the only concern that I have. And the only thing that really wasn't super answered by what we saw in the trailers. We saw in the trailer some story hinting stuff that made the game look like a cross between Interstellar. Yeah. The movie and um, just. Which is yeah, fine. Just, I like that. Interstellar and Horizon, which are two really good movies. Yeah. And if that's the kind of feel that we're getting from the game, I think that's fine. I think that's great. I, I'm I'm interested in that as a generalized concept. I think this is probably a really good direction that it's going in. Um, but as far as the delay, I think that it just basically boils down to... Just bugs. boils down to timing and yeah. bugs and wanting to iron things out. Now, if this game is what they're promising and is, if you can read between the lines and it and it is feeling and looking like that thing that we have been wanting for a really, really long time, then in my humble opinion, I do think that this is going to be one of the best games ever made. And if it is bug-free, it'll be probably one of the best released games like vanilla released version games ever if if they've managed to string together all of the stuff especially the um the i know it's not procedural they don't like using that word but uh, they don't (laughs) well no um because it has some bad connotations now 
It's oh, like, sure, oh, because of the whole No Man's Sky thing. Yeah, yeah, No Man's Sky, and then, oh, but you you didn't actually do anything. Now, No Man's Sky, like, I played it recently, and I, I check in on it every once in a while, just like I check in on 76 every once in a while, because I want to see how dedicated the companies are to fixing their mistake. And I will say that with 76, that the game is 100%, um, like, 500% better than what it was. Yeah. On release. Same with No Man's like Sky. The game has interesting story. It has very interesting encounters. You're not, it, it's not like Skyrim where, you know, it, once you've played it for like two, 300 hours, you kind of know all of the encounters. It's like in this game, the, the encounters keep coming um, differently. And that's not my opinion. That's from people that I've talked to. Uh, and they said that it's been getting better and better and better with e- with each thing. So again, I, I don't know because I didn't sink 300 hours into it, mm. but 76 appears to be much, 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 much better. Yeah. And if they have taken that as a generalized format and have been able to, because this is the new engine and that game is still running on the old engine, mm. including the old AI engine and the old um, like random encounter generator thing, if that's all, if that's all still running on the the 1.5 version of of what it was and this is the 3.0 version of what it is which is what i've been told is basically the the concept behind it then yeah we're looking at you know a truly next gen experience as far as like open content going to worlds seeing things that and having different experiences constantly um yeah i have different- yeah i have no doubt that it's going to end up like that whether it's at release or not, but it's just with the way the gaming landscape is now, I just wonder if, especially with what happened with 76, whether or not if Starfield releases in a broken state, how much that's going to affect its true potential long-term. It will get there if it doesn't release in a, in a great state, but... Obviously, we would prefer if release completed. And I hope, like you said, side that that is what they're focusing in on. But given how much longer it's taken, I think uh, we have reason to believe that maybe they're not telling us one or two things. Especially because, like, oh, uh, well, what if they use the excuse, well, we, we want to avoid some of the bigger games. Well, you are releasing next to Spider-Man. Uh, is Spi- well, actually, no. Actually, scratch that. I don't remember if Spider-Man 2 is coming in September. My bad. Anyways, you guys get the point. Um, is there something that we didn't cover in regards to Starfield and like the, the announcement for the showcase and the actual release date that we missed? Please let us know in the comment section below. Uh, June 11th? Yes, yes. That's when it's coming. Yeah. And yes, you're, you're damn right we're going to be covering that on the Triple S League and on the Maximum News Show. All right. Let's move beyond that um, to some good news. Uh, well, good news and somewhat sad simultaneously. So The Last of Us, the last episode just premiered. Sorry, I, I finished watching it. Um, it's it's sad because the show I, has been... Sorry? Go ahead. I glanced on Twitter mm-hmm. and I saw like a few hundred thousand tweets about it and I'm like, yeah, I'm not clicking on any of those. <laughs> what, like, what do you mean? Like, you're just expecting them to all be toxic? Yeah, it's like it's like it's apparently it's trending like super huge and everybody's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't like I don't want to know if that like I, I don't want I didn't want to spoil myself at the moment, whether, you know, what what 
why that was that way. So I just I was oh no. Well, well you, you know what happens at the end of the Last of Us, like the game, right? Well, is that where they finished it? Yeah. Because oh, okay. It's, so, wow. It, it's, they put the entire <laughs> they put the entire game into just a single season. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, of all the episodes, aside from maybe episode seven, which is when they did the DLC, this one is probably the closest to the actual stuff that happens in the game. Um, To its benefit and its detriment. Um, Out of all the nine episodes, this is probably my third least favorite. But as I have repeated many, many times over the last nine weeks that I've been reviewing this show, uh, there's not an episode that I dislike. The, The one episode that I like the least episode two, I give a seven out of 10 overall, but I like that episode. And that yeah. episode has eight or nine out of 10 moments throughout it. Uh, saying that this is like a, uh, my third least favorite makes it like an eight out of 10 overall. Uh, mm-hmm. And like the stuff that they did a- add um, here or there is pretty cool. But for the most part, it is just a direct copy of the ending of the last of us from the game. It has the, certain long-necked animal uh, and it's great and uh there's the whole stuff with joel at the end and people who have played the game know exactly what i mean yeah handled really well um let's see let me just think i i would say that for me maybe for other people the episode might rank a little bit higher specifically for people that never played the game for you and I, Saab, we knew how the game ended almost a decade ago. And the novelty and the magic of the stuff that happens at the end of the game might not have hit me as much as it might have other been other people. I'm very curious, actually. Um, I don't think I've ever said this in my life. I'm very curious to read some of those tweets just to see how people who have never played the game reacted. Um but yeah, for me, like seeing it happen, I, I knew what was going to happen and it didn't really affect me as much as it did back then, but it didn't affect me negatively or positively. It just was what it was. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, so now that the season is done, what do I have to say overall? I'm not sure if it's as good as Arcane. I'm not sure if it says even a video game adaptation as Arcane was, but damn side. Does it come close? And I'll go as far as to say this. This first season of The Last of Us was so good that it did what I thought was going to be impossible. It rekindled my love for The Last of Us franchise. And I thought that would have been impossible after what happened in Last of Us uh, Part 2. But seeing what they did how they chose to adapt the game, what stuff they kept, what stuff they changed, what stuff they got rid of. It makes me hopeful that one season two comes around that they will structure what happens differently. Because while some people have problems with what happened, I'm not one of those people. I I have no problem with what happened in Last of Us Part 2. I have a problem with how it happened, when certain things happened, and how like a lot of characters got short-shifted as far as character development goes. Seeing what they did here makes me very hopeful. And just good writing. But again, yes, I I agree. Like I I think is if it's I haven't been able to see it yet, but 
what you're saying is really important because if they've managed to take that and approve upon it to this point, then hopefully they will do the same and elevate flesh it, yeah. out, you know, and elevate the, the continuation of it. And I think that's really important that that happens because we want that to happen. We want the, um, we want our things to grow and improve within the confines of expectation and um, honoring the, the original content mm-hmm. because it, it, it's not fun when you, um, when you look at, uh, you know, one of the best examples is, is when you look at um, Star Trek, right? Sure. It's like in Star Trek, you had a bumbling, difficult to get along with officer and Jordy wanted him out. He was just done with having to deal with him because he didn't like him and he was just rubbing the wrong way. And Picard said, no, you get in there and you learn how to deal with somebody that you don't necessarily like, agree with, or or uh, understand, you know, any of those, any combination of those things. And, um, and then with the new show, you have a show where somebody is like that. Again, basically the exact same character, one of the new shows, not, not the Picard, but you have this other show where they have that same kind of character where he's a bumbling, difficult to get along with person. And they basically like laugh at him, antagonize him. And then once he dies, they basically dance on his grave. And it's like, oh wow, yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good elevation. That's not good. That's not taking the original story and sticking with it. That's not honoring the the lessons from the original thing. You know, all those wonderful things that you get that makes a story worth listening to and telling and playing and that kind of stuff. And 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 you had that with the first one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Last of Us one, I, I the the amount of impact that had on culture on you know just really like. Um, waking people up and and seeing that oh games are, Can are go a there. story medium yeah you know and, and going there and and that's so cool because the biggest thing that I remember from it was how much of an impact it had on people who who didn't understand what gaming was at all you know they th- still thought it was like are you playing the Mario Brothers in yeah. the blocks with the falling blocks in the thing and it's like 2018 and you're like why you sound like Bill Cosby when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> because that, in, in my head, you know, old crazy person, right? Like, right. like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the correlation there. And and that's the correlation that you get with a lot of people who, who didn't understand it. But when that game came out, um, I distinctly remember all the uh, all the Fine Brothers, like all their, their w- the way that they covered it, a, a oh, whole yeah. bunch of other YouTube channels, where the way that they covered it, you know, going way back in YouTube's past. It's like you saw that, you saw their reaction, you saw their interaction. And you went, wow, that's so cool. And from both a perspective in the gaming industry and then as a narrative perspective, it was just such a great improvement. Not that other games hadn't done that up to that point, but it's it's worth noting how the special case that this one was. And so that's where we we look, we take that, we go, you know, we treasure that as an experience, and we we go, we really want to see them do that because the second game, in my opinion, was terrible. And I want to see them fix that because the IP and um, the 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 fans deserve better. Yeah, you know they deserve their respect. And if you can't give them the respect as a as a as a creator, then you should just really you know step out of the way and let somebody else get into it. Yeah, or just co-write it, which I think really helped uh, 
with season one where it wasn't just Neil mm-hmm. Druckmann. It was Neil and Craig, and uh, that helped out a lot. So, guys, what did you think of the last episode of The Last of Us? Are you sad to see it go? Uh, if you are, you know, just keep in mind that just try to hold on to the fact that this is one of the first great adaptations and just treasure it because there was a possibility that uh, when season two comes around, it might mess everything up. But let's hope not. Uh, but, yeah, just let us know what you thought in the comment section below and, uh, you know, be constructive and kind. All right. Next topic. Dead Island 2. I I don't care about this game. I, I Well, I, I didn't. I, yeah. I did not care about this game either. Yeah. Did you know? So the A, Dead Island 1 was a very long time again, ago. Again, in around the same time as, um, as, as Last of Us. And it had one of the most heartbreaking, most difficult trailers to watch. Yeah. About what a re- like what a real zombie apocalypse feels like in reverse. And in reverse, <laughs> and it, had, it was just this heart-stopping, agonizing thing. That was amazing. Then mm-hmm. the Dead Island came out, and it was it was really decent. Then they came out with a whole bunch of garbage. Yeah. They had a Dead Island MOBA. Bet y'all didn't remember that. I I did not know that. Now I just yep. I just lost and a little bit of terrible. my faith in humanity when you said that. <laughs> oh my god! It was absolutely terrible. Then they had some other project, and the, and things were floundering. But then, but then they announced they announced the the second game. You know, in the in the main series, because obviously they had a bunch of other ones, and they all failed miserably. But they they finally had. The, the next thing, and they put out a trailer, and we watched a trailer, and we're like, wow, that was crazy. Not nearly as good as the first one, but, you know, it was kind of crazy and all over the place, but, you know, it's fine, whatever. And then we waited. And then we waited. And then we waited. Okay. And then we waited. And then we kept being told that it's still being worked on. It's like, yeah, but who? And it keeps switching development studios. Sab, did you know, do you remember when the first trailer like the announcement trailer for Dead Island 2 came out? Oh, I can't remember when it came out. It 2014. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It was before the, the 2015 time period. But it's yeah. like, like they're almost a decade away from that trailer announcement, which is never, ever, 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 ever good. Except got, in the case of The Last Guardian, which ended up being great. But, you know. Yeah. But I mean, like we're we're gonna like it's gonna be this. It's gonna be another game that we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. It's gonna yeah. be it's all these games that you just you've lost sight of things just so badly. It's not like you know Bethesda where you know we're not gonna get you. Know, this is gonna be well over a, um, like it's gonna be a long time between Skyrim and the next Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. But at the same time, that that's actually pretty like it's they they haven't been working on the same project they've been working on they made they made fallout 4 they had a hand in fallout 76 about about 50% there and again there's some people who argue with this point zenimax studio was the primary studio behind the yes. leadership of that yes. I, and again some people deny that they go no what the with Bethesda and it's like <laughs> like please just take a minute to like look at the credits 
and the, I mean, it's just so easy. Just look at the credits, please. Again, they were working on this other stuff. They've been working on um, things, and yeah, yeah. Obviously, they messed up, but but that's not true anymore. Anyways, right. anyways, Dead um, Island Two. Yeah, yeah. So, but because of like the whole delay and not knowing what the heck is going on, the only capacity that me and a lot of people cared about Dead Island Two was just the phenomenon of it and like what was going on with it. It's sort of like Half-Life 3 in a way, but on a much lower scale. Um, But this past week side, they released a gameplay trailer for Dead Island 2. And while I won't say that I'm going to run out to play it, because, you know, as we were saying before, we already have enough games that we got to cover for S League and my channel. The gameplay looks pretty good. Like, highly detailed environments. Uh, the contrast between the green and the expensive neighborhoods of L.A. contrasted with the death and decay of, like, the zombie apocalypse. It was stunning uh, in a couple different ways. Uh, different character builds. Different ways of approaching combat. You can go stealth. You can go full-on melee. You can go in all guns blazing. And the gun variety, the, the combat and the gun variety, these were the two things that really stood out to me. The, you can use Wolverine claws that, and then stab somebody through the face with them, you know, living your Wolverine fantasy before the Insomniac game comes out. Uh, explosive hammers. Yes, that's an actual thing. And, and my favorite weapon, I'm totally using this if I ever play the game. Uh, it's a katana, I think, but yeah. they have like little tiny flamethrowers attached to the blade to heat it up so that way when you cut through them uh it's like a cauterizing or something so it's kind of like a a bootleg lightsaber and then when you're going around killing and kicking the crap out of these zombies it looks gloriously violent yeah Yeah. it's it's very doom like right like like the punching through skulls and the ripping off of arms and the and the crazy stuff it's that exact same type of joy yeah and and that looks great and the fact that and again i like i gotta give them credit for this because we haven't seen this since um i think one game that came out but it was just uh it was like largely just a disaster um from everything else i might be remembering things wrong but in this game you can shoot zombies legs off Mm -hmm. yes that's pretty cool that's pretty that's pretty darn cool I think that's great. I'm I am liking that. That that sounds amazing, and that looks amazing. Uh, and again, my only my only regret on this title is because it looks phenomenal is the fact that it's first person. Yeah, they yeah. got all this cool stuff. They have this amazing protagonist you can play, but you've got just. The, the first person thing, it just throws it off so much for me, partially because like, so I, I'm, I'm huge into the physics and you can do a drop kick attack in this game <laughs> that looks amazing until you, until you know how the camera and the head is functioning there. Because of course, if you go to do a drop kick, you're not going to be looking down your body at a, you know, an exactly a 45 degree angle. Mm-hmm. That's just, that just doesn't, that's just, that's just not a thing in reality, you know? And then when they, when the character hits the ground, the head doesn't actually like hit the, hit the ground. 
it stays at about the three and a half foot height. Mm-hmm. So all I could think about in my head is that this this person has like this rubberized neck that just like just like hovers in like basically the same location all the time, and their body's doing all this stuff, and their heads just like you know attached to their body through this long like you know uh, um, stretch Armstrong style neck, where his his head and his body is just going all over the place, but the heads just stay in there mm-hmm. it's it's a hilarious concept to me i don't know if anybody else sees it that way <laughs> but it's it throws me off again um this is this was never designed as anything but a first person game so i got no beef it's just i feel you know i feel that it would have been great to have that third person in because it, the world looks so cool right yeah just but, being able to customize your character and see what yeah, it looks like uh, from yeah. the outside which you can it's weird, isn't it? Like you can customize the way your character looks, but most of the time, when you're not in the cutscene, you don't know what they look like. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's too bad. Hopefully, if uh, you know this game really takes off and develops a decent modding community, that can provide something like that. But yeah, it's. I'm surprised. I hopefully this will be another exception, like the aforementioned Last Guardian, where a game is in development hell, but actually manages to come out in a really interesting and entertaining way. You know, not everybody shares that opinion about The Last Guardian, but there are a lot of people that do. And, uh, yeah, coming out in April. And what, like, there's not really a whole lot going on during that time? Huh, maybe I'll yeah, check it out. Well, it's sort of, yeah, it is sort of quiet-ish, I wouldn't say. But, again, I just, like, you know, the guts, the gore, the the whole concept of the game, the tools, the weapons... By the way, I've used an exploding hammer before, and they are about as fun as you would think in real so, life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's there, a thing. A, the, yeah, that's a that's a thing. They, they've got these. It's for like, uh, so you load this charge into it, and it's for pounding like uh, nails into like concrete, oh. um, typically. And I, I got to use. I saw one, and I was like, "That looks cool." And they're like, "You want to try it?" And I'm like, "Yes, please." So yeah, not a not an expert with it or anything. Don't have my own, but have experienced it and got to say, pretty darn cool, honestly. So yeah, yeah. And, and just the game again, it does look awesome. If this is true yeah. and they they really have made this much of progress on it, I would say that it would sort of that it's worth the wait in the sense that I'm glad they finally did it right and that we finally have something good to look forward to yeah um but yeah it's encouraging yeah yeah, it is is encouraging and you know as saib always says don't pre-order and it's not like we've never seen really really cool trailers for games that turn out less so cyberpunk 2077 anybody but we'll see and uh yeah if it turns out great i might pick it up because uh like you said april's not looking that uh packed at the moment all right next one oh well (laughs) I, I might have just ruined my entire argument because the next game we're talking about, I might play well into <laughs> April because uh, RE4, Resident Evil 4 Remake, dropped the demo this past week. And yep. Cybe, it's uh, it's pretty good. Did you play yeah, it? I was watching, uh, no, but I was watching a ton of people on our Discord play through it because it's not a long, um, it's not a long demo. It's it's only like 15, can, 20 minutes. Yeah, you can, you can clear it. If you're moving fast, you can clear it in like 10 minutes or so. Um, so I was watching it. I was really impressed. Uh, quality, visual quality looks great. Yeah. Um, glad they've been keeping up with that. 
the whole experience, I would say, pretty top-notch. Um, love the camera. Love the way that the the combat goes. I think that it's this is going to be an absolute slammer. The only thing that I'm hoping is that I'm hoping that the AI is like smart all the way through for both you, like for the companion characters and, and yourself as well. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing that, that I hope that they add to because nothing is more, nothing removes me from the immersion fast enough when somebody like when you, you got like a companion or NPC character and they're like stuck on a, like a thing and that was it was really bad in that original version in the in the original game it was it was like pulling teeth right but when she wasn't stuck on anything yeah it actually worked out pretty well i would consider re4 to be one of the examples of a game with an escort quest done right for, for the most part for the most yeah. part yeah and like, you know I, I think i think last of us 1 gets the the tag for probably the greatest like escort uh, mechanics and like <laughs> AI. Yes, because Ellie's actually really useful. She do, she does things. Whereas, um, you know, in in, in uh, Resident Evil Four, it was like it was like bashing your head against the wall sometimes. And some most of the time, the easiest thing to do, which I thought was always funny, was to like put her in a trash Shooter? can. Oh, <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Where where is your head going at? I'm like I'm like. Put her in a trash can. Hey, look, side. I can only handle. I can only handle. Help me, Leon. Like for the hundredth yeah. time before I start to lose my mind. And look, it looks for like. I think it's take it to the bank. She's going to be a whole lot better in the remake than she was in the original game. Yeah. Not just in terms yeah. of character, but in terms of her usefulness uh, as an NPC and her usefulness in regards to the story. Um, but yes, echoing all your sentiments, the game looks fantastic. The RE engine that they've been using for the last several games, it's really gotten a whole lot better and sort of closing the gap between some things look really looking really, really good and other things looking like total crap, um, in my opinion. Like, remember Mia's hair from RE7, anybody? That's like the worst example. But with the RE4 demo, if it's indicative of the rest of the game, everything looks really, really detailed, really, really smooth. Leon's hair looks gorgeous as <laughs> ever. <laughs> um and yeah like the combat feels great the opening level it, it even though it's virtually identical in shape structure and gameplay as it was to the original it the you know the new color palette the higher fidelity graphics and the horror vibe make everything feel really really fresh and uh you know the gunplay feels great um and most importantly side they still have the bowling line in there I was wondering if he was going to say it, man. Where does everybody go boiling? And they kept the line, and Resident Evil fans rejoiced everywhere. Uh, mm -hmm. That was an insta-buy for me. Now I just got to know if uh, Salazar goes, Mr. Kennedy, because uh, that's, you know, that gets me every time I hear him say it. It just amuses me. What can I say? Um, and yeah, everybody I know. Uh, who grew up with RE4, especially uh, my favorite YouTuber is a guy named Vash12349. He grew up with it. He loves it. And a whole bunch of other people do too. So it's looking like uh, another win for Capcom, uh, but we'll know for sure when the game releases in a couple of weeks. Really excited. I love it. All right. Got a couple of pieces of bad news, unfortunately. Um, we talked last week about Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Um, 
maybe this game is for somebody. People that enjoy like looter shooters and don't mind it like being in this game, but just with the Suicide Squad skin. For our other people, including myself and Cybe, we want something more than that. We want something that sort of echoes the type of gameplay that we got from the people that made this game, Rocksteady. They're the people that made the, the Batman Arkham games. Something like that that really makes us feel like we're inhabiting the characters instead of them just, you know, all shooting guns and basically being indistinguishable aside from their different aesthetic. You know, if you're going to play as King Shark, make him do King Shark things. If you're going to play as Captain Boomerang, make him use his boomerang more. That sort of, sort of thing, right? Uh, and that was the sentiment that people sort of expressed when they dropped that gameplay trailer during the uh, Sony State of Play. Lots of down votes, lots of negative comments. And people seem to think that... So there was a delay for this game that was announced this past week, and people seem to think that the delay is because of that backlash. I, I, I forgive you if you think that's the case, but keep in mind, guys, this game is very, very late in development. They were going to release it. There's no way that they're delaying this so that they can change things according to the feedback that people are offering. No, the best they can do at this point is just offer up polish. And also... Keep in mind when they were originally going to release this game. It was going to be in like, what, May, April, May? What games are coming out around that time? Heavy hitters, right? You got The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is going to be huge. Diablo 4, which, you know, it, even though it's Blizzard, it's Diablo 4. It's Diablo. And then Final Fantasy 16, the only thing that's keeping Square Enix alive at the moment. So, of course, they want to avoid that. And it gives them extra time to polish it. So, unfortunately... While it's not going to change to the way that, you know, most gamers might like, uh, it, maybe it'll be a, a more polished version and will appeal a little bit more to people that were into this thing anyways. But yeah, just clarifying yeah. that a little bit. Zyb, any thoughts? Um, so yeah, I, I hope that they put in, um, we talked a little bit about Mystery Men uh, <laughs> last week. I hope they put in Mystery Men. Uh characters into this game um specifically the sphinx i think they should put him in as a as a um as a hero slash the you know because all the heroes are villains in this one for mm -hmm. some weird reason uh but i want him as one of the first villains to be put into the game because his power of um anti-gun in which he slices all guns in half uh i think that would fix their game for the vast majority yeah I, I think that would just i think that would improve every aspect of this game because why is boomerang who you know has the powers of a boomerang why on earth does he have a gun that doesn't fire boomeranging shots. Like, I mean, to me, if you're like, oh, we have to put the guns in there, it's like, okay, that doesn't make any sense because, you know, this is a superhero game, not a shooter, but all right, we'll put in, but hey, wait a second, we got this guy, Boomerang. Boomerang, what if we give him a gun that fires, like, like titanium boomerangs? And that's a whole part of his gameplay is, like, firing these, like, boomeranging weapons. no. No, we want a gun that fires from point A to point B. That's it. No special things. We just want guns. People like guns. That's the way that you want to play the game is with guns. I don't understand what they did here. It makes yeah. no sense to me. It, it, 
it seems completely antithetical and completely opposite something you would expect from that studio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, to me, it, this, this entire thing comes off as moronic and just this like ridiculous cash grabby kind of like, Hey, let's do the whole live service thing. What do we put in live service things? I don't know. What is, what does Valorant have? Oh, Valorant has guns. Oh, let's put in guns. Hey, <laughs> You know, I just thought that, you know, what game this sh- uh, character this should include from Mystery Men in, in that game is the Invisible Boy. And yeah. people have never seen <laughs> Mystery Men who don't know the Invisible oh, Boy. He only turns great. invisible when you're not looking at him. So put him yeah. in the game and then save everybody from looking at this game. <laughs> I don't know I why can, that makes me crack up so much. I can turn invisible, too, when nobody's looking at him. Yeah. You know, when nobody's looking at me and there's nothing recording me, I could, I can, I, it's like I'm not even there. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, people pretend like I'm not even there, even when they're looking at. Me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, let's try to score pity points, Max. Yes. No, I'm kidding. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next little bit of. Oh, this is just. The ongoing depressive saga. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Beyond Good and Evil Two. Do I want to uh, know? You don't want to know. Uh, this is another game that, unfortunately, like, I, and again, this is just like I wish developers would stop doing this. I really, really do. It's one thing to put out something at the GDC where you're recruiting people to help you work on a project. It's one thing to do that, and even that has hurt people before, CDPR included. But the idea of putting out this full on, what was it? Like eight, 10 minute trailer, like movie quality trailer. Yeah. Of beyond good and evil one and two, uh, sorry, beyond good and evil two. And then they went like, from my perspective, looking at it, it's like they said, Hey, we want to do this. They spent a year making the trailer. They put out the trailer. And then six months later, they got working on the game. Yeah. Like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you thinking? This game's been in development for... The longest. For a decade now. Yeah, longer than Duke Nukem Forever. And, like, are are you still working with the same engine? Like, are you working from an engine that was designed over, like, you know, 15 years ago? Because, I mean, you know, maybe 12 at, at the best, right? Like, because that's that's the way it works, right? You, you, you get your hands on an engine. That engine is designed for, you know, uh, an upcoming or the current generation of technology that lasts for about four to five years. And they started working on it. And... Yeah, you, you have that window, like, you know, two-year leeway, like, after the fact and, and whatnot. But, I mean, it's like, I can't see this game being good in its current state because the technology has just shifted so much. Yeah. And the fact that, again, that they were, like, I remember seeing early footage on this thing, and I thought it kind of felt a little bit, like, a little, like, like this, like, cross Too good to be true. Like, a fortnite kind of, like, thing and and really not not like fortnite gameplay like fortnite like level graphics like like early generation right are you talking about the stuff that we got back in 2017 no i think it was even before that yeah probably because like 
Yeah, but sorry, continue. Like it was it was it was whatever um guy was sitting on a thing and showing off the gameplay and it was like I wasn't impressed by the gameplay and he was standing on top of this tower and he's like, "Look, I get a rocket pack and I can fly around in a circle." It's like they, you didn't show off anything worthwhile. Like I wouldn't have even if you if that was all you were going to show off, I would have said don't show it. Um but I just like again, the game had so like it, it had a lot of potential and it looked really interesting a decade ago like again if you're a, a, a if you're a 14 year old and you're like wow this game looks so cool and then you when it comes out you're 25 and you have two kids hey who's the market like where's the market what idiot thought that that was a good marketing ploy? Hey, let's advertise a product that's not going to be out for over a decade. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. It's Ubisoft that's for like, you, man. Like, yeah. So, so that happened. Um, it's in it, this, the studio's in bad, bad, bad shape. They've lost many, many, many people to uh, people quitting, people getting fired, um, people getting ousted because of supposedly, air quotes, uh, allegedly because of allegations, allegedly because of some police stuff going on, some um, potentially some fraud. Again, all these are allegations. The And it's because I think they, they you know, well, Ubisoft is a mess in general right now. And um, yeah, I just, I just, like I, I look at this, I hear all this news, and I'm like, this game can't be in a good way, you know. And and I want to contrast that with, um, with with Greg Street, I believe is his proper name. Uh, most people know him as Ghostcrawler. Ghostcrawler was behind some of the uh, greatest games in history. Key amongst them, uh, obviously, the biggest is the the highest point in World of Warcraft's run uh, for popularity and player base. He was also behind um, a couple other like older games. Uh, he stepped down from his position where he was working for Riot, working on their next big MMO that was based, uh, as I understand it, is based off of Arcane, the TV show. Yeah. Um, so the the you know obviously and that's obviously built off of League, but they just they have this new world that they're working on. They're fleshing it out. He quit uh, this week. He quit Riot. Uh, he quit Riot, unfortunately, uh, due to the fact that his father and his brother passed away in the same. I, it might have been an accident or something like that. Um, anyways, it was. It's pretty brutal for him. Uh, obviously, you know he he's, you know, nobody deserves to have to bury a, um, a brother at, at at even at his age. Which yeah. I mean, he's, he's no spring chicken. But to to have to bury somebody before they retired is never. That's never. It's never fun. Um, so yeah, he he had to step down, and you know, in in that he went he went on to Twitter to say that people please don't worry about the game. My primary job, you know, uh, in the company was to build a team that could handle the creation of this game. Yeah, he said that very specifically. He was he was hired to create a, like he was in charge of creating the team. And he had done that, and he feels that the team is in excellent health, and they're now moving into, um, they're they're well into like full production now, uh, and that sounds that's that's good. And so when you look at a situation like that, where this guy, you know, key key figure has 
built a team, has designed a team. He's trained them. He's the coach, essentially. He's got them together. They're working great. And then he goes, all right, there's your goal. Go for it. I'm going to step back and, and step down from this, this position now. It's like, yeah, some bad things can happen when that happens, but that's often a good way of doing it, right? Because you, you, you want to get a team together that can handle the, the intricacies of an evolving market. And that's what he's done. And that's what we're hoping to see. However, um, that's not the case in, in Beyond Good and Evil. We don't have a solid team that's been put together and that has you know created many other past projects. They've been falling apart for years now, probably because of the fact that you, most developers don't want to work on a project for a decade and not release anything. Like most people don't want to do that. In the rare cases that that you know there's a game like that that succeeds, that's great. But for the most part, developers want to if they have a, a game that's a long haul project, and it's going to be a very very long time, they would prefer to just involve the community and have like you know a you know have an open have some kind of like a beta or an open beta where they're you know making progress and people can see the progress that they're making constantly. Uh, but that's not what you have here. You have some you have a game that's been worked on behind closed doors for over a decade and it was like they promised the moon originally um you know that trailer that we saw people were like oh yeah that's that's gonna be the the level of graphics it's like no it's not like you could barely get there with today's technology working off of engine so are they gonna just shift all of their work onto this new engine like it does it doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't make sense A, a game a project has to be below seven years. Every time you get close to seven years, you get really close to just falling out of favor, falling out of focus. Just you're stuck with an old genre or an old, like a, a um, kind of like a, the flavor of the month kind of thing. And it's like when, if you're there and that's what you've done and then it comes out and it's not good and it's not revolutionary and it, hasn't done anything to really like amp up the the quality. Oh, that's not going to be good. That's <laughs> not going to be good, son. That's going to be a complete and total failure. <laughs> yeah, so looking back on it now, like I was excited, I guess at the promise, but I was more naive back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, just but and hopefully, you know what they were promising. We're going to get with Starfield, save for the you know surface to space traversal, but. You know, that can be added in a mod. All right. Let's uh, finish with this uh, thing about what is... Yeah, mundane games. Uh, Power Washer Simulator, chief among them. Why do people enjoy playing them, Sid? So this is this is a question we want to pose to you guys, the listeners. Um, we, we love your feedback. And this is something that I personally don't understand. I don't understand why anybody plays a mundane game. I can understand slow-paced games. There is... Um, there's a there's a couple of really 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 amazing games that are like just chill games, right? Like like uh, Civilization for me is a very chill game, is a very relaxing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorf Dorf, I can never say this properly. Dorf Romantic um, is one of, of these beautiful, beautiful soft. There's no combat. There's no fighting. There's there's just there's this, this this super chill music and you're just creating beautiful land and and 
it's just such a fun experience to have when you want to relax you just want to relax how so do maybe you spell that's that what, dwarf? Uh, these these um these other games are where you mow lawns or you power wash something hmm. and that's the whole game you just mow a lawn I don't understand those, but they're they're super popular right now. And again, I'm not I'm not crapping on anybody's taste, but I'm curious. What like what is it is it just the relaxation of it? And if it is the like um expand on it a little bit. Like tell me tell me why if any of you guys play games that are kind of like that centered like centered around around just like you know, just doing daily things, like things that you would you would normally do like I, I i find it almost hilarious that somebody's like hey yeah so i'm playing uh you know i'm playing this game where i mow the lawn uh now i gotta take a break from the game to go outside and mow the lawn <laughs> right i don't get it i don't i don't understand it doesn't make any sense to me but that's me i would love to understand why but it was funny i did see this uh, article in um in cbs and it looked absolutely hilarious uh, and I was like, yeah, that, that, that's hilarious. What's even more funny is the person who intros it. Hmm. It's like this, this really old lady in her sixties ish, maybe. And she's just like, you know, video games used to be all about shooting stuff, but now you can shoot back and mow the lawn. It's like <laughs> shoot while you're mowing the lawn. Depends on what neighborhood you live in. Right. Well, you know, I have I have a little bit of a theory on that. You know how some yeah. people like watching videos of people popping their pimples. It's it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. gross but no, gross. Yeah, but no, it's like it's trying to get it's cleaning. It's just making everything devoid of contamination. People get a weird sense of satisfaction from that. And even more so when you're not putting in physical exertion to do it. I can imagine that doing something like mowing the lawn or tending to a garden could be Zen-like if it didn't cause a lot of people uh, physical stress. Uh, but, you know, that's just the nature of what it's like to be human. That's my theory. Uh, but yeah, if I'm wrong or if I'm right or if there's an alternative theory... I, of course, would love to hear from you guys as well in the comment section below. All right. I, I, yeah. I like Flight Simulator. Like, Flight yeah, Simulator is really cool because you can fly around and we got a couple of people who play Flight Simulator in our community. Really cool. Really awesome. Uh, really funny. Also can make one of the greatest blunders of, of being on the internet and saying, hey, I'm playing Flight Simulator. Where's your house? I'll fly by it. Which is funny because in the game, they actually have like a live, like a real map. But mm -hmm. it's not the thing you want to ask you know random people on the internet that's not that that that, that is a faux pas but um but the 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 truck driving simulator yeah people love those where you simulate a drive for 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 eight hours of of like real time that's so weird but please let us know do you play these games which ones do you play which ones would you suggest and then um yeah let us let us know why why you enjoy them so much because i am super curious i, I would love to know i should I, I know a couple of people that like the euro truck games i should ask them all right yeah. guys that does it for this episode of maximum news thank you so much for joining us make sure you hit that like button if you like this episode because that not only helps out this video but it helps out all the other videos on the channel and the channel itself and it's free and easy to do make sure to subscribe for more episodes of maximum news i want to thank saib as always for his insightful knowledge and his commentary saib 
just tell people about the main channel before we uh, conclude, please. Yeah, check us out on the Triple S League. We are covering a bunch of stuff. We're going to be covering, obviously, the big summer games. We have a bunch of other things up and coming. Um, and we're, of course, going to be getting into Starfield pretty big because I, I believe, I really do, guys, don't pre-order it. Don't get your hopes up. But the tech, the cool things that they're offering in this game, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. It's it's going to be interesting. And, uh, yeah, and then we've got a bunch of other things that are upcoming, big, big games that we're going to be seeing this year. Um, yeah, so check us out. Stay tuned. And you guys could just find me on all the usual forms of social media, just at Max Starrett. I'll put links to those and what side, uh, you know, the main Triple S League channel in the description box below. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace out. Stay yellow. Bye-bye.